See, I can't let go of this 7.5 wins thing. I, I just can't. It makes no sense to me. And take that, please, from someone who doesn't even get into gambling of any kind. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. 7.5 is the over-under betting line as it relates to the Steelers, meaning that 7.5 wins is what's expected from this team. Now, for anyone who doesn't know at all how these things work, these aren't set arbitrarily. These are set by Vegas professionals based on the money that's actually coming in. The house always wins. So the house moves the line to make sure that bets are coming in at a healthy pace from their perspective. 7.5 is the number. That would be, as such, currently, there are only eight teams expected by the betters to have fewer wins. And that would be, in no particular order, the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets, and the Seattle Seahawks. So that depressing enough for you? Well, it really shouldn't be because this doesn't add up. The Steelers, as is shown to every better when they go to line these things up, we're a 9-7-1 and one football team in 2021. And they were 9-7-1 and one despite an offense that could barely budge through the first half of most games and despite a defense that was really hurt up front by injury and hurt arguably even more by the complete lack of inside linebackers. Now, have all of these things been addressed to the point where the Steelers are suddenly a contender? No, of course not. There's going to have to be a good measure of upbeat surprises, beginning with training camp. It's not going to be something that just materializes in October and November. There's going to have to be some positives. So I'm not living in a dream world or something. But it's also very much shaping up to be a better football team in every single category than it was last year, with the potential exception for one. And that's the only one that these betters, I swear, have to be looking at. That's quarterback. That's quarterback. I was on a podcast the other day with Trey Wingo and Mark Schlereth. If you're a football fan, you don't need to have me explain to you who those guys are. And they were asking me about that 7.5 figure and how it came about and what I thought of it. And what I did instead of answering directly was I asked them, where did they think it originated? I was way more interested in their opinion than my own because I, I'm – you know, I'm around the Steelers. I'm around the team. I have a pretty good sense for this. And, and I wanted 
to know what the outsider's sense was because the outsiders are the ones who obviously make the overwhelming majority of the bets that create this line. And Schlereth, to his inestimable credit, just immediately says, quarterback, quarterback. And he knows that there are things that the Steelers will be able to do this coming season that they weren't able to do last season with Ben. So he wasn't suggesting that they're going to be worse at quarterback, but he's saying that that's where the perception comes from. He said right away, he goes, it's the most important position, and that's the way people are going to be influenced. A lot of this is about perception. But perceptions can be inaccurate, and in this case, they probably are. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. I'm not going to be an idiot here and slight. Ben Roethlisberger or his achievements, or for that matter, what he did in 2021. He was probably the main reason the Steelers sneaked into the playoffs in addition to a whole lot of outside luck. He was the one who engineered seven fourth quarter comebacks out of those nine wins. Seven of them. And arguably should have had a better fate in a couple of games. And there's no guarantee that Mitch Trubisky and or Kenny Pickett could do something like that in 2022. So let me get that part out of the way. That's the one case that the betters could make. But I don't really think that that's what this is about. I think it's just about names. Ben isn't there. Trubisky is. Last time anybody talked about Trubisky, he was in Chicago being made the butt end of jokes as all Bears quarterbacks have been since Jim McMahon. But if you challenged any one of these people who are putting down their hard-earned money on this particular bet to argue how this offense could be worse than the one last year, they're never going to pull it off. Najee Harris in his second year, Pat Fryermuth in his second year, maybe a more dynamic wide receiving group, depending on how George Pickens' knee comes along, depending on how Chase Claypool were to grow up or Deontay Johnson were to perform in his contract year. And to top all of that, an offensive line in which the team invested tens of millions of dollars versus what a train wreck it was in 2021. And add to all that the institution of play action, which only every other team in the NFL was using, Matt Canada, for whatever it is that you think of him, will have players that fit more toward his style of football and a quarterback who fits more to his style than he had last year, obviously. Even if the offense moves up just a few notches on the list, it's arguably a few notches from the very bottom. It's not going to go backward. The defense, I don't even feel like I need to make any kind of statement on this. It's already a a good group, uh, a bunch that's got legit star talent and TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick. You know all this. They just needed to shore up the front. 
They needed to stop the run. These were never going to be complicated things out of season. And sure enough, they went and took care of that. Larry Ogunjobi is going to be next to Cam Hayward now. Not just nobody. Tyson Alualu is back. Your front's going to be fine. Your inside linebackers, well, a lot of that depends on Devin Bush continuing to come back. But even then, Miles Jack is a pretty significant upgrade for Joe Schobert and or Robert Spillane. So you, you have a defense that looks like it can be better than the one last year. And the one last year was pretty good. What's the backward step here? What takes this team from nine wins to 7.5? When we come back, J1Q. It's time for just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp and medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from JJ Gonzalez, who in referencing yesterday's lead subject about how much longer Mike Tomlin might want to coach, JJ says, DK, I, I think that maybe the next event he envisions before stepping aside is that Super Bowl appearance proving to everyone that he could do it without his Hall of Fame quarterback and GM. The question is, is this realistic? Well, yeah. I mean, the idea that the Steelers don't have a realistic shot at making a Super Bowl when they have the talent that I just listed in this opening segment here. Uh, particularly on the defensive side, but maybe depending on how some guys blossom and their God-given gifts, their potential, yeah, uh, not necessarily in 2022. I'm not seeing it, but the pieces uh, are there. The pieces toward building something are there. One of the interesting things, and probably not spoken about um, as often as it should be, related to the Steelers offseason that they just had, these signings, was that everyone was young. Did you notice that? When they paid James Daniels all that money to come in and be their right guard, they did it with an understanding that he'll barely be 30 years old at the end of that contract. These players are young. They're going to be here for a while. Almost everyone who put pen to paper fit into that category being around 24, 25 years old. If the Steelers want to keep them, any of them, they will. Now, what constitutes a window? That's when you start getting into all kinds of different back and forth and say, well, that's it. If they don't win while TJ Watt is here, there's no chance of anything. But at the same time, you know, (laughs) 
TJ is still here, and the window was Ben for the longest time. Ben's not around, but TJ is. Somebody else always comes. They don't necessarily rise up to the level of a DPOY or a first ballot quarterback, but they do come along. It's not unthinkable. That That's my answer here. I'm not making any kind of goofy prediction. It's not unthinkable. As far as Tomlin and his motivation, well, you don't have to wonder about that. If you ask Tomlin what his motivation is, he'll always answer with the same two words. He'll always answer with Super Bowl. When Kevin Colbert was brought into the press conference area for what would be his last session with us, he had to walk past the six Lombardis that the Steelers keep in a hallway near their offices on the south side. And that was what got him emotional. He said, I was glad to have added to that. That's the culture. That's the mindset that's over there. Uh, It comes from the very top, but it very, very, very much includes the head coach. Now, whether or not he would be the type to say, hey, I did it without Bill Cowher's quarterback or Bill Cowher's GM or Bill Cowher's players, one of my favorite ridiculous narratives that comes up about Tomlin. Let's just say he isn't that guy. He's a lot more self-assured in life than to fuss over something like that. He would be motivated by the broader concept of being associated with another Lombardi to put into that case as his contribution to the franchise legacy. Good stuff. Good question. It was a really good topic, actually, the Tomlin thing. I got a lot of quality feedback about that um, in the comment sections on DK Pittsburgh Sports and on YouTube. Just uh, part of what's really become fun uh, about this show. Believe me, we're not going to agree on everything. That's just not how sports work. That's not how life works. But that's okay. That's okay. We've reach the point where people can't even reasonably disagree on stuff. Let's just talk about stuff and go back and forth and keep it fun for the most part. couple weeks till training kit, my friends. Won't be long now. And this show will be back on Monday. Thanks again so much for listening. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.